I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from that film, studio, and this is our latest review, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths, part one. Directed by Jeff Warmister, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths, part one, is the animated superhero film based on the DC Comics superhero team, the Justice League. More specifically, it is based on the DC Comics storyline, Crisis on Infinite Earths by Marv Wolfman and George Perez. It is the seventh installment in the Tomorrowverse, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise that began with Superman Man of Tomorrow from 2020 and is the first part of a trilogy of films. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that films your podcast. So, Luke, what is Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 about? The Anti-Monitor, the Monitor's evil counterpart, is released into the DC multiverse and begins to destroy the different Earths that compose it. The Monitor attempts to recruit heroes from across the multiverse to fight back. Yeah, when we when we eventually get to it. Now, look, this is not the yeah we'll get off all of that. Um, this is not the first time we've seen an adaption of the Crisis story. Um, now you'll you'll probably be able to list them better than um than I could attempt to live action animated versions of of this story. This is the second. Oh, is that it? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> you you was mean, expecting a longer list. I was list. expecting more. Yeah. So this is I mean, the this is the second adaption of Crisis Infinite Earths, as it was previously adapted as a crossover between the CW's DC shows. That was a five part crossover, started in 2019, and then 2020 we got part five, and that was good. That was a really good adaption, but it does seem like something that has been adapted more times than it actually has. And even that was a a loose adaption. Like if you go back to the original story that was in 1985, they changed quite a few things for the Arrowverse version. And even though we're just part one out of three parts with this one, they're clearly changing things again. Yeah, well, I guess much like the the Aravis version, I mean, they, they needed it to tie in with what was happening in each of those shows, what had happened in those continuities with those characters. So it makes sense to do their own sort of thing with it. But obviously, the essence of the story is still essentially there. Now, look, I genuinely thought there were at least a number of, uh, I guess, interpretations, versions of this story out there, but that must be on a different uh, earth that uh, that had occurred i guess um, yeah, but no, it, it is it's a very it's a very famous story and what had happened in 85 like dc just realized that they wanted to streamline everything there was too many kryptonians there was flash there was kid flash there was jay garrick the golden age flash so they wanted to streamline it and they didn't even want supergirl around she got killed during this uh maxi series so they just wanted one Kryptonian and everything just got stripped back. And then over time, it built up again. 
the multiverse was gone. They brought it back. It's happened many times. But in 85 with Crisis, it's the first time they'd ever hit the reset since, you know, Superman of 38, Batman of 39. It's almost like it's a narrative tool to just hit a big reset button. And I guess it's, it's almost timely that this is happening. And whether it was planned or otherwise orchestrated, you know, like we know what's happening with, you know, like DC Studios and things moving forward, essentially one continuity live action animation kind of going forward, some Elseworld stories along the way, but essentially what you'll see will be all sort of connected majority-wise anyway. So a lot of things are coming to an end, this continuity included as well. So I guess there is a little bit of, yeah, like I said, timeliness of, sort of this run of animated films coming to an end with a crisis kind of thing. Absolutely. Let's see what happens at the end of part three, but I imagine however it's interpreted or put it on screen, it'll be, well, that's a a good place for a reset because whatever happens next is fresh slate. So that's pretty, pretty handy. You know, what's um, interesting though is I have been picking these movies up on Blu-ray back in the day, like Warner's used to pack the Blu-rays for the animated DC movies full of special features. Over the years, they've stripped it back and they'll throw on a couple of like bonus cartoons. But with these Tomorrowverse ones, they've started adding some actual special features, interviews with the, you know, the director, the writers, the producers, the cast. So I really feel like I'm getting my money's worth at the moment because watching the Justice League War World Blu-ray, there's quite a few special features on there. But what you get from this Crisis uh, Blu-ray, there's a special feature, and it's with the writers, and they're basically saying that this was always the plan. They were always going Mm. to conclude the Tomorrowverse with Crisis. Now, maybe they had more movies in mind, but because they knew they were always going to end with Crisis, they've been able to work backwards. So they were able to put characters into, say, Man of Tomorrow, like introducing the Martian Manhunter in a Superman origin story and other characters getting introduced in other movies because they knew they were characters that they wanted to be able to use in Crisis. And it's not and just you the... Kind of... Oh, no, you keep going, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not just like the, the main movies. Like This really threw me. Like I was enjoying the DC shorts. You know, that's something they used to do years ago and they brought it back recently. But if you're getting the Blu-rays as a special feature, you're getting like a DC short and it's all about Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, The Question, Nightshade, Captain Atom. They're all characters that were first introduced in a short last year, but actually play a part in Crisis. And even the... Constantine House of Mystery uh, short that they put out. Constantine's in this, uncredited, but Matt Ryan, he's the he's the guy, the homeless guy that's walking around with a beard. It's all connected. And if that's connected, it also goes back and connects it to Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox. And what happened after that with Justice League War and that whole continuity. They found a way to reboot over the years, but it's still all connected and it's all coming to an end with crisis. And, and that's, I mean, that's the, 
that's the freedom you kind of get when suddenly you unlock multiverse stories and you go, hey, you know, like those other versions of whether it be animated series or movies or whatever. It's like we can bring those interpretations, those versions into this. We can have connective tissue to those things through a multiverse kind of uh, just path. Like it's they can they can make it happen. And that's what's done here. And look, as I'm watching this, I'm like, all right, cool. We're seeing these returning characters. So I'm like, look, they're able to play into what you've been watching, even if you've hated what we've done or you've liked certain movies or whatever, which is pretty much my experience. It's like, oh, look, there's that Supergirl character from that movie. Like, we're catching up with her after that awful movie that wasn't even a Supergirl movie, you know, like last year or whenever it was, where we're seeing these characters pop back. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. There was a little bit of a purpose there. Now, I had um, I'd come across a little article that was talking about how sort of like the, you know, like the creatives behind, you know, this, these, this run of films. They were saying that we always in, we always knew we were getting ten, and this was before all of the, uh, you know, the the James Gunn stuff with the you know like taking you know taking over as studio heads, all that kind of stuff. So it was like, and I don't know whether I actually believe that it's like they only had ten. It was like the pace they were going at, the types of movies they were putting out. I've still got a bit of a question mark with like, really, it seems like an odd choice. Maybe they were planning like, look, ten is the bare minimum hopefully we can do more i don't know but it always seems weird it almost like as we were leading up to this the fact that crisis was just kind of dropped it almost seemed like it came out of nowhere and as we're watching this movie like as it unfolds like the first oh it's not even more than a half like the first like two-thirds of this movie is like they kind of use a, a narrative gimmick with the flash being thrown through all these different like like moments in time like key moments in a way we're getting flashbacks to almost fill in the gaps of things that we miss like you see the formation of the justice league essentially you know you see how certain you almost get like certain character origins and, and bits and pieces and certain characters meeting where it's like we've had how many has it been seven seven movies to lead up to this and it's like it kind of had me realize and i'm like yeah we actually haven't really spent that much time with a lot of these characters so we're kind of getting like the best of the hits the greatest hits in this very like jumbled narrative mess and i'll say that and i mean that in a i do mean that in a negative way like it is a lot but it just had, yeah, it had me thinking. I'm like, we've had seven movies. We've had individual stories of certain characters. And then, boom, Crisis, this big thing. We've got to get all these characters together. Yes, it is fun seeing, uh, like, returning characters pop up and some from the from the shorts and all that kind of stuff. But then I'm still sitting there being like, okay, this is, this is pretty messy. And then this is part one of three. We're getting, we get a whole bunch of, like, the Crisis stuff is happening in, like, the last... 20 30 minutes at a push um but that's sort of the structure of the movie that's i mean do you agree that that's i mean you can't not agree because that's literally the structures yeah i mean yeah no yeah yeah i follow i follow what you're saying remember when we watched legion of superheroes you know the the supergirl movie i try not to i try not to and, the yeah the supergirl movie yeah. the very end of that movie batman and superman disappeared and there was those fire rings left on the ground, and they'd be taken away. And that what didn't. And then we got War World next, and I'm thinking, "All oh, right, cool, War World. This is what we're 
what we're building towards. And that ended up being a stopgap. You know, it felt like we're just trading water with that movie. There's some interesting yeah. ideas. Yeah, I definitely feel like they've not reached their full potential with these series of films. I do stand by Green Lantern. I like what they were doing with John Stewart in that. Disappointed with this movie, we didn't get more of him. There's so many characters. Most of the time, they're just standing around because there's so yeah. many characters. There's only some so them, much. Uh, some of them just laying around. Uh, oh, like mate. Like, you know, it's just laying around. It's, it's. Do you know what I found very distracting? Now, I've said, you know, going back to Man of Tomorrow, I do like this animation style, you know. For this series they're doing, you know, we made the comparisons yeah, yeah, yeah. to Archer. You know, those thick, bold thick lines, line. you know, on the characters, the features. Yeah. What, Solid shading to the colours. Yes, which, yeah. which is fine. But I guess because a lot of this was characters standing around, a lot of the time they were only, like, animating their mouths when they were talking. So like no of the parts <laughs> yeah. of their bodies were moving. And I get it. Like it's a cheaper way of like animating or whatever. Well I mean, like yeah. overall, like with the with the animation, and I kind of felt like I was really feeling it in this one. They weren't doing anything that amazing or impressive at all with the animation. Like there's a lot of even when it's just two characters on screen, like there's a lot of just standing around. The camera is moving, like the, in quotation, the camera, the camera is sort of moving to yeah. like, give the sense of motion and what around a still image. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the characters are still and it's just their heads or, like you said, their mouths. But then it's like you've got the sky, like there's clouds moving or, or there's like smoke or whatever to give the illusion that it's like, yeah, we're watching an animation. But I'm like, this is cheap. Like, this is not. It, it's it is cheap. That's, I it mean, is. that's the best. It it's just cheap. It's simple. When there is, like, there's a bit of action in this, and a lot of it sort of kicks in at the end. But then there's a lot of repeated animation as well, like the flash, like flying through the you know the the speed force thingamabob or interdimensional whatever the hell. I don't know if that's different. Speed but it's like there's a lot yeah. of him just sort of flying. So there is like things. There is animated movement and things and a bit of action. But a lot of it's pretty simplistic. Like even when there's someone fighting, it's a lot of close-up shots, and then it'll just be one character sort of flying down and like I don't know, hitting the ground or flying into someone, and and then you know there's a bit of a sound effect, and then it's like there's not actually really much happening. There's no like crazy, you know, and we're talking in an animated world, like camera movement yeah. showing dimensions and depth. Like it's all just very plain and simple and just flat you know it's the thing yeah i I think i think it's been throughout this whole kind of run of of these animated films but i I just felt i really felt it in this one and i think maybe i was just pumping myself for like look this is going to be like a big kind of thing and i'm like we're not getting anything huge here like this is nuts I know. Okay. So people like say you know the, the difference between animation and live action like animation like you know just like comic books, you can do whatever you want. It's drawn. Yeah. Whereas live action obviously costs more. But I think there's definitely a budget on these movies, you know, like all things. And it's in three parts. 
these these are not short movies, and we're getting all three parts this year. They're not short movies. The first part is ninety minutes. When you put it all together, it's going to be a four and a half hour movie, which is a really long animated movie. Mm. And I think they're probably saving themselves because if you you know normally we're reviewing oh, fish, movie yeah. in three parts. This is a brilliant movie in three parts. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yes, yeah. so so in three acts. That- this- Absolutely, but to bring that point home even further, like I said, like you've got all the stuff with with the Flash, like going through time, and we're essentially getting flashbacks, and it's like he's interacting with time and things. I mean, he's aware of what's happening, and he's trying to work out what's happening, going on. Like that really does last two thirds of this movie, and then the actual crisis stuff when you've got, you know, like the stuff with the Monitor and all the all these characters coming together, you know, like you get that recruitment part of all these characters and they're there. You got 20 minutes, 25 minutes at a push left of the movie. And that's when you know, a lot of the action starts kicking in. I'm worried that we're going to watch these three movies and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to be like, man, that should have been trimmed down. Like we, like you get to the hour point and I'm like, this feels like where the movie should have started because it's pretty much just been a whole lot of like, like there's key like there's there's key things that they do they introduce you know like like the i guess like the villain versions of the justice league and stuff and you know like all, all the stuff with you know hobo constantine and things like hobo that it's relevant yeah. and yeah. and that that title's going to stick um you know it's, there's all obviously relevant stuff but it's like you spent an hour to drop a few key bits of information and stuff where it's like it's just poorly structured uh, and I, I don't know. I just think I think they were like thinking we need to show flashbacks of these key moments to establish because we didn't do any of that in the first seven movies. All we did was we introduced Superman in a really good way, and then we just had these other kind of uh, let's call it, it like some secondary characters, some some second tier ones. Which I love all of moment, that. Which is I fine. Love, which I is love good. getting getting all those characters. But if we're looking at this as being a crisis on Infinite Earths movie, in the comic, again, it went for 12 issues. There's no crime syndicate of America. So that's something they put into this movie. It's a big part of it, the movie. Mm. Amazo being a villain. Not in crisis either. But they've put him into this. And it ends up being a big part of it. So there's additions that they've made. And the fact that this is only the second time it's been adapted... I kind of thought this was going to be more like the comic because it's just not being done. Like what they did with the Arrowverse crossover was incorporate actors, characters from different films and TV series. That was a really fun way of doing it. We've got Tom Welling back as Clark Kent from Smallville. All of that was fantastic. So that was the Arrowverse spin on Crisis. And before watching this movie, I kind of thought this was going to be okay. This is the comics, but yeah. it I mean, isn't. They, They're doing they, a different they thing. They don't have to do. They don't have to do a direct adaption, and and because I mean, like if you've read the comics, and it's like if you're watching the uh, the animation animated adaption, you're like, well, I've already I've already kind of seen this. So yeah, but it's I know it's I a, see... it's a comic from '85 that hasn't had a faithful adaption. I think. They could have mm. done it. Like part of this continuity, they did a very faithful adaption, a two-parter of the long Halloween, which was fantastic. And absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a bloody good point. <laughs> of these films. It had not been done before. And it was yeah. a two-parter. You know, maybe 
you know, this could have been a two-parter. I mean, maybe that's that's something we need to decide. We've seen all three well, parts. Well, that's it. And look, I imagine, you know, we're, we're speculating that they're going to bring in, like, various many different versions of, of characters that we've seen in past materials, cartoons. Like, And I think they might have some fun with it in the next movie or in the third. Maybe the next one, the second one, will be, like, all, like, cameo galore and a whole lot of interaction and stuff. And the third one is, like, the big finale of like you know dealing with the crisis stuff shutting it down all the all the stuff that they need to do this one though like again it's just 25 minutes of kicking the crisis stuff off there really wasn't anything else in it and it's like cool we got to see how the justice league for formed in a sort of a three minute kind of flashback thing i don't know there's I don't know. I struggled. I really struggled with this. It's it's a it's a bit of a mess. Well, we knew going in, it, it is it is part one. I'm just grateful that we get part two and part three this year, so we don't <laughs> get have it done. To, Let's just get it done. Imagine if they were dropping one a year. We're twenty till next year with part oh, two. And then, yeah. Really so you know, look, two yeah. and three could come out, and I might turn around and be like, you know what? It's looking at it as a whole, this is a pretty incredible little fun thing that we've got like i picked up the blu-ray with that had the the double batman long halloween thing because i was like as a as a little two-parter like pretty pretty sweet so i picked that up i was thinking if they do like a triple blu-ray thing i'd pick that up if this is pretty good but so far i'm like no not a chance i have thought about that you know i have (laughs) because i am aware like because i get these movies as new releases so when they first come out the twenty dollars right and i paid twenty dollars each for the long halloween part one and part two. Now, if I go into the shop, they've got the one you've got where it's both movies combined and it's the same price as the single movies. Yeah. And so I think no I doubt, enough, so it was like $12. <laughs> well, there you go, even cheaper. So what's so going to happen, you know, throughout this year, I'm going to spend $60 on three Blu-rays and then give it a couple of months and you're going to go out and get like a combo pack or whatever where they'll put <laughs> the movie together as one four-and-a-half-hour feature you'll pay $12 and I'll be happy for you. But anyway, I like to get them. I like to <laughs> if get I deem them. it, if I deem it worth $12. Um, I think on that though, like let's, let's rate this movie. I mean, we're talking about cost of Blu-ray. So I think we could probably, like, <laughs> yeah, give, oh, that was my hint. That was give, the hint. Um, like, yep, there. give our rating. You know, I do have the live action crisis on infinite earths, crossover on dvd and it's pretty fantastic i do really enjoy that this one though there's absolutely things to like but it's mainly set up like you've said the time that we spend just doing other things and then the formation of the justice league that would have been great to have seen actually happen it's just like throwaway quick scenes we do get that bit at the end of long halloween with alfred where Flash and Green Arrow is at Wayne Manor. That was fun, but we'd seen it. We'd seen it already. We just got the other part yeah. to it in in this movie. Hopefully with the next one, more John Stewart. Cara Zorel, Supergirl, she's now Harbinger. She's not Supergirl anymore. She's the they've combined her character with this other character from Crisis. Ah, oh, I I liked it, but it, it's similar to how I experienced justice league war world i thought it was the thing and it's just the thing before the thing 
<laughs> oh, when are yeah. we getting the fireworks factory? Man? I know. Like, when's it? On. When's it going to happen? I mean, I I liked it. You know, I'm a big DC guy. Always have been, and like spending time with these characters. And it was fun seeing some more obscure characters in the background. And Blue Beetle, I did enjoy that short, and I'm a big fan of Ted Cord. There's things to like, and it's like, would I recommend it to a DC fan? Absolutely. Would I recommend it to somebody not watching these films? I wouldn't, because it would be, well, confusing and not very interesting for them, because, you know, it is part of a series. <laughs> oh, this is hard. I want to give it a three, but it, in fact, you know, I'm going to. A very generous one at that. I, Gee, I don't want to, wow. oh, I don't know. I've said it now. I'm going to come, I'm going to give it a three. It does show promise. Uh, I'm excited about where it goes to next, but I'd only recommend this to someone who is a fan of DC Comics. Outside of that, it, it doesn't really go anywhere, and you have to see the next two parts, and people might not want to. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns. I'm gonna give it three out of five. I mean, look, I you know I I I like like DC comics and characters and, and and all of that. I mean, I don't get into like the real deep stuff, but you know I can enjoy though. But like I I mean, look, I haven't been the biggest fan of this run of the animated films. The there's the odd one here and there that that is good. You know that's no secret. But I was like, look, this is gonna be this is gonna be great fun. We're gonna see a lot of just crazy shit going down. And this really, this is a twenty minute movie with like an hour long uh, prologue, and it really is just, oh, whoops, we forgot to address any of this in any of these movies. So here, here are some flashbacks, pun there. Um, and I think, look, that main that's structure to the to the movie really is the biggest detriment because it had me just watching it being like, this is tiresome. Like it, it's a mess structure wise, and it over it just makes it not very interesting. And then when you get to the end of it, I found myself just exhausted. And I was like, I don't care anymore. Like so, I was like, look, it's. Am I looking forward to the next one? Absolutely not. But I'll be there because it's like, well, then what happens? But look, this is this movie was really a turnoff. It's like it's not getting me pumped. It's it's not great. It is a mess. It, it's not very good. So I'm I'm doing it. It's I'm just gonna give it a, a nice little one out of five. Like it's it's really not good. I get it. Completely get yeah. where you're coming from. Flashbacks and not much more after. So, you, like you said, it's just set up. So, oh, well, they can redeem themselves maybe. But that's it for our review of Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Lyft. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. Where are the guys from that film's view? See you soon.